It's October 24th, 2018, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Holly. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Architecture Happy Hour podcast. I'm Laura Davis, your co-host, and we are going to be talking about stuff. I'm talking about junk. I'm talking about the stuff that you trip over in the middle of the night that is clogging up all of your countertops and closets and basically any surface that you'd rather just not be all congested. So we're going to talk about what can you do with your stuff? How do we get rid of it? How do we sort through it and organize it? And how do we deal with it on a daily basis? Because let's be honest, we all have to deal with stuff that comes in and out of our lives. And the sooner we have a system for dealing with it, the happier we'll all be. So first of all, let's take a look at where does your house get clogged up? Where does it feel congested? Because things come into our home like mail when you bring it in from the mailbox and groceries and stuff from your kids' backpacks and just about any number of things. Where does it land when it comes in your house? So for me personally, we have a countertop that's very close to our back door and that's pretty much where most things land. If it doesn't land there, it lands on the kitchen table. And if it doesn't land there, it might land on my desk, (laughs) which does not work all that well because now I have to be surrounded by all of these papers and toys and things for my kids that I've now got to take time to deal with. So the first thing to do is to take inventory on where does your stuff live naturally and where would you rather it be? And sometimes If those are in conflict, or if you'd rather, for example, if you'd rather your bills and your mail and your paper stuff go in a file cabinet, but you find that it always ends up on the counter, maybe you need to reevaluate how you file things and how you store things. And maybe it would work better if you filed things into a box on a shelf nearby rather than holding out hope that those items will land in a file folder, because trust me, I struggled with that personally for quite a while. And sometimes you just have to look and see how you actually live, not how you would like to live. Um, Because sometimes we just place unreasonable expectations on ourselves. And then it just sets us up for failure. So if you can reconcile between how you actually live and how you would rather live, figure out what the happy medium between those is. Then let's figure out what we're going to do with the stuff when it comes and goes from our home. So think about closets. That can be a place because things get stored there and then they never see the light of day again. We also uh, constantly need to keep up with organization in our kitchen pantry, especially because it's a place that we're on a weekly and daily basis, we're bringing in food and we're also pulling food out. So you may see that actually only about two or three shelves really get used. And maybe there's a short section of those shelves that are active, but the rest just kind of collect. They just collect old appliances or old food that you thought you were going to prepare in a special recipe, 
but maybe you didn't quite get to it and now it's outdated. So things like that, take a look at where you do the most activity and how, um, how are you using those areas and are you using them efficiently? So kitchen pantries can be an area. Also, of course, kitchen drawers and cabinets. I'm sure most everyone has a, what I would call a junk drawer. And I'm, and actually we have several <laughs> that seem to collect the batteries and the, the uh, rolls of scotch tape and um, everything from hot pads to toothpicks to, um, oh, good grief, random keys to cars we don't even own anymore, keychains from conferences and um, car shows that we've gone to, just random, random stuff. So look at what's collecting things. Like when you don't know where to put something, where does it end up? And that's going to be a good candidate for a place to go um, start your purging and cleaning out. Another place that also can be horrible for storage and for collecting things that we don't ever really want to go back through again are bathroom cabinets. So, um, and I would include linen closets in this as well, because um, that's another one on my list that I need to go through. But, um, you know, old toothbrushes and um, things, you know, hair accessories, things like that, uh, old hair products and um, just all kinds of random stuff like that can end up in those cabinets and they just sort of get pushed to the back and we don't really, you know, we're busy when we're in the bathroom or trying to get ready in the morning. We don't really stop and think and, and take time to clean those out. So that's another good candidate. And then of course, probably the worst offender is the garage because that's where things can go and they, you think you're storing them because you think you might need them later. But the problem is, is that then they can get dirty and dusty and potentially, for example, here in Texas, we get horrible heat in the summer. And so you may have something out there that's actually susceptible to heat. And then you're going to have a problem because it's that item that you're storing, thinking that you might use it someday, you could end up with something that's now not even usable. So it's junk. So the next step is to sort and organize. And this might feel a little bit overwhelming when you first think about it, but it actually can be very cleansing and enjoyable and just kind of keep your eye on the prize because that organized drawer or that organized cabinet after you're done feels so good. So keep your eye on the prize and just bite off a tiny little bit each time you set time to organize. So maybe it's just give yourself half an hour and pick one drawer and or give yourself, you know, 10 minutes the next time you're putting away groceries and just work on one shelf in the pantry. That's all you have to do. Don't feel like you have to attack the entire pantry all in one one session. Um, if you really feel like you need some help, there are some wonderful professional organizers that will be happy to come and give you all of their tips. They will even do it for you if you just can't even bring yourself to deal with it. So please keep in mind that there's plenty of folks that are very skilled that can help. So if you're going to tackle an organizing and, and sorting project on your own, the first thing to do is just empty out whatever area you're going to tackle. So say, for example, you're going to deal with your desk and you're going to focus on your desk drawers. So pull all those items out and then consolidate, group those items together. Because the problem is, is that you probably have way more pens and pencils and 
staplers and tape dispensers and all these things, you probably have way more than you even realize. Because, I mean, seriously, when we can't find something, what do we do? We go buy something new. So get all of those things that are of the same type, get them all together in one place, and then purge. So pull out the broken ones, the ones that are duplicates, like pens, for example, that have dried up. Maybe there's outdated items if you've got old calendars. Maybe you've got um, notebooks that have like one or two pages left in them. Just if they're not useful anymore, get rid of them. So consolidating items and then purging out the ones that you don't need anymore. Uh, You know, for example, in the bathroom, the hair accessories, if you've got little girls and all of the hair bands and bows and barrettes and bobby pins and all of those things, get all of that stuff collected. And that may mean that you have to go to uh, their bedrooms and their side tables, you know, next to their bed. You might even have to go digging through their backpacks. But the idea is to gather all the things that are like together and then figure out which ones do you actually need. And if you've got a whole bunch of pens, for example, you might offer those to your child's school or to your church or somewhere else that where they might be used. Now, some questions to ask yourself when you're decluttering, when you're going through and sorting and organizing. These are really helpful questions because let's be honest, we can get really emotional about our stuff and it's really hard to get rid of things that are not serving us anymore, but that hold meeting. So one question that I ask, first of all, is do I use this frequently? Have I used it in the last six months or in the last year? This is particularly important if you're going through your closet. Have you worn that pair of pants or that dress in the last year? When was the last time you wore those shoes? You know, don't just keep a pair of shoes because they went with that really pretty dress that you just love, except that now that dress doesn't fit or it's out of style. You know, really look at have you used it? Because honestly, there is somebody else who would be absolutely overjoyed to have that thing and they could actually put it to good use. It's really not doing anybody any good if you're leaving that in your closet. So first question is, do I use this frequently? Second question to ask is, is this item in the most convenient location? Because it may be of, of good use, of good in good condition, except that it's just living in the wrong place. So maybe if you were to put it in the place where it would get used, then it's a whole different story. So ask yourself, is this item in the most convenient location? And then thirdly, a question to ask if you're trying to decide whether to keep something is, does this bring me joy? Does it make me happy when I look at it? Does it make me feel full inside? Or when I look at this old binder from college that I've, for whatever reason, have held on to for 15 years, does it just make me tired? Does it give me good memories or bad memories? And we get emotional about our things. So that's a really good question to ask yourself. If that item does not bring you joy, then why are you keeping it? If it's something that you'd rather not see every day, well, then let's talk about putting it in storage. If it really is something that you absolutely have to hang on to. But that's a good question to ask is, does this bring me joy? 
Okay, so the next thing we wanna talk about is here's four categories of items that we can donate, sell, put into storage, or throw away or recycle. So let's walk through these four categories and let's talk about what would, what would fall into the category of something to be donated. This would be something that can still be useful to somebody else. Maybe it's lost its usefulness in your house, but it's not at the end of its life cycle. So for example, eyeglasses with the wrong prescription, maybe they're last year's or two years ago, the style is maybe a little bit what you wouldn't wear now, but those glasses are still very useful. And so those can be donated. Old cell phones, um, if you're somebody that likes to upgrade your cell phone with every new model that comes out, that older cell phone can actually be donated to several charities. And one of them, in fact, is uh, cell phones for soldiers. And they put those phones to use to help soldiers uh, who are deployed and who need a way to communicate with their families. So that's a great way to make sure that the that technology that's still useful, that that goes to somebody who can really use it. Another item that can be donated are shoes. There are plenty of people that need good shoes that maybe still have wear left in them. And if you're not wearing them, if you haven't worn them in the last year, then it's time to pass those on. So donate them to a local clothing uh, charity um, or, you know, your church often will take, will take donated clothes, you know, that sort of thing. So make sure that you pull those shoes, put them together in a bag and, and send them on their way. Clothing, um, for the same reason, clothing that no longer fits or that you haven't worn in a year, I would be willing to bet that we all have at least a dozen items in our closets that we haven't even laid eyes on in over a year. And so it's super easy to just go buy something new, put it in the front part of our closet where we're always pulling items from, and the rest of it gets pushed to the back. And we often, when we're working with clients, we're designing quite large closets. And I often wonder how much of this closet is actually going to be filled with clothes that this person wears on a frequent basis, or are we just storing clothes that have been around for a long time? So items that either don't fit, you haven't worn in a year, or maybe you bought them and they still have the tags on. Um, Those are all wonderful things that can go to really great causes. And there's plenty of charities that uh, will offer clothes, make clothes available to, for example, women who are looking to interview for uh, new jobs. If they need some clothing and some training and that sort of thing, that's a great um, kind of charity to look for. And I know there's plenty of homeless uh, shelters and homeless charities that will help outfit men and women and children. Definitely try on clothes. And if they don't fit, let's get rid of them. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, our linen closet is in desperate need of a makeover. And so old towels and bedding that you haven't used in years And let's be honest, if you've got old sets of sheets, they probably are not going to fit the bed anymore because the elastic on a fitted sheet is going to fail after a while. If you've got sheets or towels that have stains that won't come out anymore, maybe they've been set, um, you know, you've put them in the dryer and now the stain won't come out. There are um, 
animal shelters in your area that will be absolutely more than happy to take these and use them and in the charity work that they do. So you might keep some of them because they're great for having rags and cleaning rags and things like that around the house, but don't keep them all. Keep a few that are useful, but then the others, let's donate and get those out to the animal shelters and, and other folks that can use them. And then if you're going through your kitchen, go through your utensil drawer. And I know I have at least one big drawer that has all of our big mixing spoons and can openers and uh, salad tongs and just all of those kind of uh, utensils. There's probably a good handful of those in there that I could get rid of. Um, And then we we have maybe a couple small appliances that only do one thing. And so now we've got There's plenty of appliances that will do multiple tasks, and those are a lot more efficient to have on your countertop. So if you have old appliances, like maybe you've got a second toaster that you don't ever use or a second coffee maker, go ahead and get rid of that stuff. Make room in your shelves, and uh, you'll be happy that you don't have to look at them anymore, and somebody else will get good use out of them. All right, number two, the second category of things that you need to deal with are things that you can sell. So there are plenty of places online and in person locally in your town that will help you sell whatever you need to sell. And it is quite mind-blowing all the different resources that are available. So for example, if you have collections of items that you no longer love, we've all collected things in the past and we're probably very passionate about those collections, and maybe now you've, you're you just not as interested. Maybe you had a baseball card collection, or um, for a while I collected milk glass, and um, I have some really beautiful pieces, but I have some pieces that I collected just for the sake of growing my collection, and they don't really fit into, um, like, say, a pattern that I want to keep. So if there's a collection you no longer love, somebody else probably would. And there's probably some value there. So think about grouping those collections and then selling them uh, either online or in person. If you have furniture that's in good condition, we have quite a few in-person consignment stores uh, here in our area. And so I would guess probably many communities have these. But you can go and take your furniture to these places if if it's in good condition and they'll accept it. And then they will sell it on your behalf and uh, give you part of the proceeds. And that's a great way to do it. Either that or you can put it on um, online marketplaces like Facebook has a marketplace. There are lots of buy, sell, trade local groups that you can either trade with people uh, or sell. So those are all good options because it doesn't feel good in your house to be completely just closed in with furniture. And if Maybe you've had um, a family member that's either had to move back in with you or you've inherited some furniture and either it doesn't quite go with your decor or you just, for whatever reason, you feel like you can't get rid of it. Really consider, does this piece bring me joy or am I holding on to it out of obligation? And does it really work with the way we live? And if it doesn't, that's okay, because somebody else may think that it is the most perfect piece that they've been looking for all their lives, and you will be doing them a favor by passing that piece on. So don't even worry about it. Just let it go. Next, you might want to look at 
selling clothes and handbags with designer labels. Um, if you've got items with price tags that are still on them, these are very highly sought after at uh, in-person consignment stores. We have several even just right here near us, and they um, it works great. You just take it in, and they will pick through the pieces that they think they can sell, and then um, they'll pay you right there on the spot for them. So that works pretty great, and it's a nice way to get you know a few extra dollars um, back off of some of these pieces, and it makes room in your closet. So win-win, right? A big category that um, lately, especially for us here, because we've got the two boys, we always are going through the kids' clothing. And especially when we had baby stuff, we could go through those, take those to the consignment stores, and um, there's always a second secondary market for those items because the kids, oh my gosh, they just grow so fast and they just cycle through this stuff so quickly. So somebody else, probably even in your neighborhood, probably don't even have to go very far. Somebody else is probably needing exactly what you have. So go ahead and let that go. Don't feel like you have to stick it in your attic and hang on to it for the next five years. Even if you think you might be having another baby or adding to your family. Um, honestly, the stuff that we kept around when before we had our second one, um, it the stuff ages pretty quickly, even like the clothes, um, the elastic goes bad, the fabric kind of gets, I don't even know what fabric does, but it it's not pleasant. So even if you think you're hanging on to it because it'll be good for the next kid, you're probably better off getting the value out of it now for somebody that could use it now. And then you can reap the benefits in the opposite direction later if and when that day ever comes if you end up with another um, another family member in the in the house. Um, if you are a tool person, um, like I'm thinking out in the garage, tools have a very good secondary life. A used tool can go for good money because they last so long. So if you've inherited a bunch of tools or maybe you've just collected too many and you need to thin it out, that's another item that can be sold, as well as sports equipment. We've got several um, places around here that will buy back sports equipment, and then um, you can try it. So maybe you, you thought you were going to play a sport, or you've got exercise equipment that maybe just quite never quite took off. Um, all of those items can be sold, and you can get some extra money. All right, so now number three the category is what items should you put into storage? And this is a really tricky category because we don't want to put things in storage if we're doing it because we don't want to deal with it. So be careful about what you are tempted to just box up and go take to the storage closet. Maybe you're renting a storage unit and you just want to stick it in a box and not think about it. Be careful because that is going to haunt you. Let me just put it that way. You will always know that that stuff is there, especially because you're paying to store it every day and every every month. Give yourself a deadline. Otherwise, you'll never go back through it. So the things that you should store are the things that you use on a cyclical basis. So for example, holiday items, if you don't have room in your home, to store your big Christmas tree or your boxes of decorations, or maybe you really love to decorate and you've got a bunch of those big items that go out on your front lawn, those things 
could go in a storage unit and you know that you will be pulling them out each year and using it. If you, for example, have, if you're going to have a temporary move, so maybe you're remodeling your home or you are in between homes, um, a temporary move so that you know that you will be getting that furniture and those household items out after a short period of time, those obviously are, are perfect candidates for storage. If you have documents and files that you are required to keep for a business or for tax records, those can be put into storage if you don't have room for them at your own house. Or if, say, a college student is going to study abroad for a month or for a summer or a semester, and they have to temporarily move out of their apartment or their dorm room, that's a great reason to use to store things in a storage unit. Um, Or like say if they got an internship and they need to temporarily move for a semester, but they know they'll, they'll come back. Those are all good reasons to use a storage unit to put things in storage. Just be aware that if you are putting things in storage because emotionally you don't want to deal with something or you're just not wanting to dig through something, you may end up storing those things for way longer than you thought. Like, for example, if you moved to your current place five years ago and there was a box that never got opened at your previous house, you moved, you paid to move it to your new place and you never opened the box. And then now you're moving it to a storage unit and you still haven't opened it. Do you really even need the stuff in that box? Can you, obviously you've lived without it for all these years. Why are you paying to store it and move it and store it and move it? So ask yourself those tough questions. It might be a little difficult to go through the items at the time you have to do it, but then you'll feel a whole lot better after you're done. Now, the fourth category that we need to talk about is the items that just should be tossed in the trash or recycled. So if you're going through your kitchen and you're looking in your pantry, get rid of anything that's expired. Any pantry items that are in there that are just taking up space and making it difficult for you to see what really is available for you to cook dinner, get rid of all that extra stuff that you know you thought you had good intentions to use for some recipe, but maybe you just never quite followed through. And now that oil or that uh, cake mix or whatever the item is, maybe it's gone past its expiration date. Um, salad dressings in the fridge are notorious for having short, um, short expiration dates. So just keep an eye on that and make sure you're rotating out things that are no longer good. This next category is is notorious in our cabinets for sure, but mismatched food storage containers. So anything that is missing a lid or if the, the plastic container is warped, maybe it went through the dishwasher and didn't come out quite as the same as it was before, any of that kind of stuff, or maybe it's just that half of it's gotten lost or it, it's the last round circular container and everything else you have is square and it just irritates you and annoys you every time you try to put it in the cabinet and it doesn't fit, do yourself a favor and let it go. It's okay. You can put it in the recycling. Look at how many magazines and newspapers you have stacking up in corners around your house. Magazines are fun to keep if you absolutely need to keep them, but really all you need is maybe the last one or two 
issues. And at my son's school, the art teacher was so, so excited when I offered to donate a bunch of our magazines from our office because she uses them with the kids and the kids flip through the pages and pull out images and they make collages with them. So she was thrilled to get those. The other thing too, to be careful that will sneak up on you is if you still subscribe to newspapers, that those will add up and those are easy to recycle and um, should only be kept for a day or two, maybe up to a week, but that's about it. You don't need to hang on to those for weeks and weeks. Um, Another category that really should be tossed out or recycled on a regular basis is the daily assignments and schoolwork that comes home from your kid's classroom. Um, Some of it is, is really wonderful to hang on to because it's sort of a benchmark of where they are in their schooling and it's really fun to look back on. But the daily math assignments and the daily spelling tests and things like that that will be repeated weekly you probably don't need to hang on to every single one of those. So we tend to get to the end of the school year and then we've got this giant pile and it's just, it's almost exhausting to think about going through it. So if you can keep up with it weekly, that's going to be a lot easier. And then finally, the things that should be tossed or recycled is old technology. And unfortunately, I think we probably all deal with this, but I can look through any of our closets and I'll find cordless landline phones that probably don't even work anymore because the batteries won't charge. Um, I know we've got at least one or two small old tube TVs, the the big bulky TVs that you can't even hardly recycle anymore. Some of the electronic stores will take them and recycle them, but you have to really look for a place that will take them now. Um, we have remote controls for things that I have no idea (laughs) what they were for. And then of course, cables for equipment that we don't even have anymore. So that all of that expired electronics, old technology, any of those things, um, there's not really a point to hang on to like old, um, you know, product manuals from things that you don't even have anymore. Toss it, get rid of it, recycle it. Um, and honestly, if, if you've got a ton of manuals on the stuff that you do have, if you need to look up any of those items, chances are you can find those manuals online on the manufacturer's website. So don't feel like you have to be a slave to hanging on to every single manual if you don't ever have to access those. So I hope that was helpful. In a quick summary, the four items that you really need to focus on if you're going to Get rid of your stuff, deal with your stuff, and get rid of the junk in your house so that you can really reimagine your home. You're going to want to look for items to donate, items to sell, items to put in storage, and items that can be tossed or recycled. I hope this has been helpful, and if you have any ideas on ways that you've been able to clean out your home, if you've embraced the minimalist movement, and you just are seeing the, a new way of life in this way of living with fewer things, we would love to hear about it. Feel free to comment on our show notes page and please contact us if you've got other ideas or you want to show off the, the cleanest closet you've ever had. We would love to see it. So connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we're also on Twitter and we'd love to hear from you. Our, our handle on those social media sites is at Arch Happy Hour. 
And please reach out and say hello, because we'd love to know that you're listening and, and let us know where you're listening from. Again, if you love what you hear, if this has been helpful, we would love to have you give us a review, um, either on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. And we will read uh, any new reviews that we get. We'd love to share those. So until next time, happy sorting and purging. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. 